Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The Chicago Bulls sit in a place where I have personally called basketball purgatory. Some other Bulls fans call it basketball hell. Regardless of how you look at it right now, the Chicago Bulls have been a big disappointment so far this season. And actually, Bleach Report has listed the core three as the one of the biggest losers so far on this young NBA season. We want to talk about that a little bit. We're also going to preview the game tonight against the Boston Celtics and if the Bulls really have a chance against one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference and League overall. And we're going to dive a little bit into the mailbag. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every single social media platform. With all that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So the big the, the big three, no, the core three players in Nikola Vucevic, Zach Levine, and DeMar DeRozan were listed in a Bleach Report article as some of the most disappointing uh, players and, and things so far going into this season. But when you when you take a look at the kind of the, the numbers and why they listed in, in this article, they really pointed out towards a lot that the fact that the, the Chicago Bulls core, which already had a negative plus minus when they were on the court together, have gotten even worse and now rank at a, uh, or have the numbers of a negative 18.8 per 100 possessions when the trio's on the court together. That is terrible. Let, let, let me just let me just be clear on how bad that is. Right. To be outscored by almost 19 points. When your core three players are on the court, there's no other three-man lineup rotation that ranks nearly that bad. Nearly. And we're talking about not even players that, we're not even talking about players that are our core three. We're talking any three-man rotation. So the Chicago Bulls right now um, sit in a place where we all know that change is expected, change is needed, things like that. But it's not coming anytime soon. And so when you look at when it comes down to it, the Bulls uh, front office was hoping that internal development from Kobe White, Patrick Williams, was really going to help. Um, kind of pushed this team ceiling a little bit higher because we know we know we knew what the core three was, right? And you know the additions in the margins of Tory Craig, uh, Javon Carter. We talked about that ad nauseum as far as how that how they theoretically hope hope that that would help the team. And I was somebody who unfortunately bought into it myself, right? And so when you really look down at it, is that this front office st- continues sta- staring at a problem and an issue, and just and just is hoping that it's going to magically change. And we know that that's not going to that's not going to come. And so, you know, the Bulls, uh, you know, a lot of Bulls fans are waiting to see what the Zach Levine trade ends up taking shape, how it ends up, you know, reshaping the roster, what moves come from that. And a lot of, a lot of fans also are, you know, wondering and thinking, all right, who else is going to be on the move? Is this going to be a complete roster overhaul? Or are we going to see a lot, of, a lot of players move, much like AK did at their first trade, uh, at his first trade deadline when we moved out Daniel Gafford and, and, uh, and you know, we made the trade for Nikola Vucevic, those type of a series of moves. I don't know if that's coming for this team. And and even if it does, we're not going to get trades for quite a while when you come down to it. The Bulls have not made any trades, zero trades in the month of December in, in two years, and zero trades at the trade deadline as well, right? And so when you look at, you know, possibly moving on from players of this core, we've heard trade rumors around DeMar DeRozan, 
Uh, of course, uh, Zach Levine being the main one there. Some Bulls fans even thinking maybe, uh, you know, there's going to be interest in, not maybe, there will be interest in Alice Caruso, possibly Nikola Vucevic move, something like that. But it could very well, this could be pushed into, into, into January and well into January. Now, December 15th, there's over 90 players in the NBA that become available that can be moved on that December 15th date. There are another batch of players, mainly the rookies that were drafted, that come available January 15th. So right now with, yes, the core three has been a disappointment. The roster overall has been a disappointment. The coaching as a whole has been disappointing. The, the lack of, of decision-making from the front office has been a disappointment. We sit in a place right now, and like I said, it's, it's basketball purgatory because I do think there are worse places that we can be, right? We could not have any future draft picks, right? Be one of the teams that really traded um, our, our mortgage, our complete future, which we did to a degree with giving up two first-round picks to, in the Nikola Vucevic trade. But, hey, we have all our first-round picks. We owe one more first-round pick to the San Antonio Spurs, and next year's first-round pick is top 10 protected. With how this roster looks like it may be going, we may end up holding on to that, even though I have my concerns going into the lottery and putting that in, you know, taking that chance there. But when it comes down to it, the, 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 the place that we sit with this team is frustrating. And I know every single Bulls fan is extremely frustrated with where we sit right now as an as a, as a organization, right? It's not just the players. It's not just the coach. It's not just the front office. It, and it's not just ownership. It's a combination of all those things that play into the place where the Chicago Bulls now find themselves. And yes, this, this bringing, the bringing together, if you look at all the assets that went into bringing this core together, for us to be here now, three years later, it sucks, right? It is, it is a biggest disappointment. Some people have asked, is this the most disappointing Chicago Bulls team in the last 20 years? Somebody said, I think it was C. Red Fred. Shout out to C. Red Fred there. I believe it was him. If it's not, and I missed somebody's credit, I apologize for that. But you have to look at not the fact that I don't think many Bulls fans came into this season with super high expectations. I think those expectations got tempered every single year. But when you look at the amount of money that went out in contracts like Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, Lonzo, we were not getting anything out of, giving up a first-round pick for DeMar DeRozan, kind of you know, overpaying in a degree to DeMar DeRozan, which I still think, especially in that first year, he delivered everything that we could possibly want from DeMar DeRozan. The, the, the draft capital and the young players we sent out on Nikola Vucevic. And then, you know, a lot of Bulls fans also chip in the Larry marketing aspect of it. And like I always say with the Larry marketing part, Larry didn't want to stay here. That damage was done by Jim Boylan and Garpax long before AK and Billy Donovan came in. And I'm not saying they didn't make it worse with some of the decisions and the way they lack of prioritization at times, but it kind of, the story was already written on that one, in my opinion. I'm not saying everybody shares that opinion. And plus, Larry's putting up numbers, but he's putting up numbers on a terrible team that hasn't won a lot of games either. So, you know, it goes, it goes to saying with that, but when you look at how this team came together and what we've now put into building this team, doubling down on Billy Donovan, doubling down on Nikola Vucevic and giving him the next contract. And here's what I'll say. I thought even with the way that Nikola Vucevic played last season that he was going to be worth that contract. It seems like Nikola Vucevic has taken a decline. It does seem like that. Now, still a very young part of the season. Maybe he gets in rhythm. Maybe he's upset about his lack of prioritization, where he's getting his touches. All those things could play into it. But right now, just looking at the numbers of it, the impact of it, you can't, you, you can't really make a, a conversation for Nikola Vucevic not being in a decline right now. Now, maybe he comes out of it. We'll see. I mean, listen, he's averaging 16 and 10 on the season with three assists, 46% shooting from the field, which is not, uh, and I say it on almost every episode now, him, DeMar, Zach are shooting towards their career lows. Nikola Vucevic has not shot the ball this bad, 46% overall from the field, since shooting 45% his rookie year. 
with the Philadelphia 76ers. That's it. That's where we are right now. We're at a place where one of the core three members, is, and uh, uh, DeMar's not that far off. I think he's shooting the worst he's had in like 11 years, something like that. Uh, Zach Levine's having one of his worst true shooting percentages as well. But right now the team's struggling, and it doesn't seem like there is a clear path to this version of the team improving. And so when you hear certain Bulls fans say like or hear things like, hey, well, are we going into a retool? And they get triggered by that. That's partly because what we've seen from this team right now it doesn't seem like a retool is going to is going to cut it right now. I, I I reserve my right to hold out the expectations of what needs to happen first until the Zach Levine uh, domino falls because I think that's going to be a big telling part of what we get back to that may inform what we do with the rest of the roster. But it's hard not to understand and not to agree with the fact that this team has been hugely disappointing. It continues to disappoint. Doesn't seem like anything is getting any better for this team. And the struggles are going to continue. The one thing that we have to look forward to is pain and suffering. And that is an unfortunate state right now of the Chicago Bulls. Now, attendance has dropped. The Bulls have dropped down to eighth per the last numbers that I saw. We may even be lower. Well, we haven't played at home. Uh, we'll see how that, that works out once we are back at home. Um, but, you know, the attendance has dropped. And that is something that hopefully does make the front office wake up to a degree. Because you can't keep performing in a way where you're just not doing your job correctly. Right? And that's what it is right now. The, the Bulls front office, the Bulls players, the coaching staff, they aren't doing their job correctly. But I do like it as much as I don't typically agree with him is that uh, Joe Cowley had a tweet yesterday and he said this. Jerry isn't firing Jerry. Jerry isn't firing AK. Jerry isn't firing Billy Donovan. So I get it. And I, I always say this. And, you know, me and Winton have our jokes back and forth when I mess with him about how he links everything back to Billy Donovan. But the fact of the matter is this. I've always said. I'm a, guy, I'm a guy who likes to be realistic. And while I do think that Billy Donovan should absolutely be fired, I want to be clear on that. I do believe that it doesn't seem like those things are coming. And everything that we hear from this organization is that Billy Donovan is going to be retained. So, you know, us putting our energy into continually saying Billy needs to go or the hope there, it doesn't seem like that's going to change. So that leaves this team, this front office then, to get Billy a roster that's more suited to his skill set. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be a full blow up because we'll see what happens in that. But that brings its own concerns. So right now, like I said, uh, the Bulls have no straightforward path um, to improving. We'll see if if things, uh, any trades, moves start adding clarity to that. But I will say this, Kobe White, is he hasn't taken the leap, right? But he's showing some. And I would really like to see Kobe White be part of the, uh, the, the players that are more prioritized than whatever the next version of the roster is. But we'll see. All right, but we also have to preview today's game against the Boston Celtics and how how what do the Bulls have chances at with this game? You guys know, haven't been predicting Bulls wins and losses on this show for the show's been around two and a half years, so almost two years of that. I, I stopped right uh, shortly after the Alonzo Ball injury and that team. What they won like eight games over like their last thirty something like that. I don't remember the number anymore. I kind of had to separate myself from that uh, for my own mental health. But the Bulls face the Boston Celtics today, which come in as the ninth ranked offense in the league. Now, they aren't an extremely efficient shooting team. They're actually 19th in field goal percentage in the league. But where that starts coming in at is their second in attempts and third in three-pointers made uh, in the NBA. So that is something that it helps their offense be ranked so high is because they take a lot of threes and they make a lot of threes. Also, they are the third-ranked defense in the league, giving up not a good field goal percentage to their team. So they're also a team that defensively, they try to force the, uh, the opposing team into taking a lot of threes by packing in that lane in the mid-range. And so it's going to be interesting to see how Vooch, how DeMar, two players that 
the way Boston Celtics play their defense is going to be kind of restricted the most, right? The Boston Celtics defense is built to take away what those two players do the most. And so because of that, how they adjust to that, how Billy Donovan adjusts that offensive scheme to try to get them the ball in proper areas and in good places is going to be important in that as well. The Boston Celtics are also the second best rebounding team in the league. And so that is, again, something that, that hurts the Chicago Bulls is when they can't crash the boards. And so when you look at the keys to the game for the Chicago Bulls in this one, yeah, you're going to be forced to take a lot of threes. Can you hit that at a good percentage to bust up that, that Boston Celtics defense? If you can do that and force them to kind of guard you out on the perimeter, it then can open up the lane for players to try to get to the free throw line, for DeMar DeRozan to get to work, for Zach Levine to do the drives, for Nikola Vucevic to kind of cook in the middle. Kristaps presents Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boost. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is going to be out on this one. Uh, Derek White and Drew Holiday are both listed as questionable. If they both don't play in this game, of course, that makes things easier out on the perimeter for the Chicago Bulls. But again, this is one of those games where all the strengths of the Boston Celtics play in to almost every single weakness of the of the Chicago Bulls. Now, we've played them pretty tightly since this version of the teams have come together. We played them pretty well. Better when Lonzo Ball was out there, but we played them pretty well. But this is a different version of that Boston Celtics roster. You can, if you can keep Al Horford off the boards as well, which again, it's easier said than done, but if you can do that, you, you, you may be able to, to have some success. The Bulls are at best when they force turnovers, get um, uh, uh, points off turnovers, crash the offensive boards, get some second chance points, and 
uh, can score in the paint. Uh, this is going to be a, a hard game for the Bulls to do all those things in. If they can do a couple of them and do them efficiently, then, of course, that helps with the Chicago Bulls team. But you also got to guard out on the perimeter. We have to be engaged defensively. You got uh, Jason Tatum and, um, and uh, Jalen Brown there, both averaging over 20 points per game. Chris Stops also was averaging 19, but he's not playing in this game. Derek Wright's their fourth leading scorer with 13 points per game, and Drew Holiday's next up with 12. So we have a potential of missing two of their bigger scores in the game, but that does not mean they don't have players that can step up in big ways. So we'll see how this team does. If you can, if you can keep them from forcing you to take bad threes or at least make a couple of those threes to start off the game, it can ease some things up for the Chicago Bulls. But we'll see. This is not going to be an easy test. I don't want to hear nothing about how the Bulls have played them in the past because, listen, this Bulls team is playing much worse than it has in the past against everyone. So. We'll see if the Bulls can come in. They can have some success. There are keys and, and lanes that they can find and things to do, but it's easier to say, hey, do this on paper. It's harder to do it in practice, especially for this struggling Chicago Bulls team. But let me know what you guys think down below on the uh, game against the Boston Celtics going down tonight, and what are your expectations? But with that said, I also want to get into the mailbag some. We got a voicemail uh, this time from uh, Greg. Let's go ahead and get into that now. Yeah, this is Greg from uh, Indiana. Um I just want this, if you could get this on your show. I saw an article uh, yesterday about what the Bulls, any competent giant GM should do. I said this last year. It's pathetic, and I'm not even a GM. They need to run their organization like OKC Thunder. The problem is you don't have a fan base or a market that has a stomach for a five-year commitment to that. But if they want success, that's what they need to do. because. This, they need to take on bad contracts. They need to get uh, picks. They need to continually draft well and be in the lottery every year for four or five years. And they will turn it around and they will have a plethora of draft capital as long as they take on bad contracts and flip them. That's what they need to do. That's the only way forward. This team is done. They need to get the best young talent they can and picks for it. And that's the message they need to sell. This organization won't do that because they're about selling tickets. So if you're going to keep switching and playing, you know, shipping out guys and trying to replace them and trying to stay competitive, that's nonsense. That's just more of the same. And someone should say something, and I surely hope you say it on your show. All right. So using the OKC model uh, to improve your team, here's what I'll say on this, right? I got two responses. I'm not saying that it's not a good, like, not tank, tanking doesn't necessarily work for everyone, right? And also the OKC Thunder started off in a place where they traded a bunch of superstars. Then they got some back. Then they made more moves for superstars. And so that's why they've accumulated the draft picks that they can. The Chicago Bulls players, even if they did go that same model and trade all their players, they're not going to get the same type of picks back that the OKC Thunder did. And also, isn't that exactly what we did with guard packs? We were bad. We, we committed to being bad. And we ended up with three straight seventh overall picks. And that's where trying to play the lottery can come back to bite you. And I think that when you look at what AK has done, I don't know if AK is going to be somebody that goes into this place of now we're going to commit to being bad for three. And I've said this before. I've said this. Not committing to being bad for three to five years, that may, that may well, I said two to three, but that could come back to bite you in your ass because you're still just trying to compete. So there's a lot of different routes to go about it. Yes, the OKC Thunder did it and they did it right. But they also lucked up in trading for a player in Shea Gilgis Alexander that just turned into such an amazing piece for them to build around. So, you know, we'll see, man. Um, it helps when you get first overall picks as well. The Bulls have not been lucky in that in that arena except for Derrick Rose. 
So you, 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 it still takes a monochrome of luck and all of that as well, right? I, I think we, we as sports fans like to make it over simple. Oh, just go be bad. Okay, see, Thunder did. But it still takes luck in that. And this Chicago Bulls team, one thing that we have not been is lucky. And so, listen, prioritizing your own draft picks, getting worse, that is a path to hopefully improve. But again, that's also the path that the Philadelphia 76ers took. And while they did end up with a great and amazing talent in Joel Embiid, they haven't sniffed making uh, making a finals or being a championship team. So, okay, of course, injuries play a part in that, things like that as well. So I get what you're saying. And I, I do think that if you look at how OKC done it, they, they, they but it came to a, a, a part of luck being involved in that as well. They're also an extremely well-coached team. They develop well down there. Uh, uh, Billy Donovan is not Mark Dango. He's not. He's not even at that level remotely as a coach that can make adjustments, things like that. So what I'm seeing, I'm not saying that there's not validity. There's absolutely validity in what you're saying. I just don't know if this Bulls front office is going to commit to that. But, hey, I'd love to be wrong. At the end of the day, the only thing I say is that whatever your next path is, be successful and improve the team. But, all right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Big O. What's going on? Hey, it's Big O, man. Hey, uh, first response to my last video, by the way. Love, love the dialogue. Um, I want to, uh, I wanted to say that because I don't want to come off like, you know, like I'm a professional NBA coach, so I'm even qualified. Hell, even if I was, I, I, I wouldn't want to be because I'd be another Mark Jackson or Thibodeau. I'd be choking the shit out of these players sometimes. Call, call me like it is. You know what I mean? But you know, I think like going to the season. You know, uh, you know what AK said. They want to, you know, shoot more threes. They, you know, uh, you want to modernize the offense and all that good stuff. But it just seemed to me that that Billy Donovan. And again, I'm not a professional coach. I'm just, you know, rambling with you, bro. Uh, it just seemed like Billy Donovan went into this year asking these guys to shoot more threes without putting emphasis on how to get the three point shot because it ain't it ain't it ain't hard to get. To tell a guy to shoot threes, and me and you hooping heads, and I be like, hey, hey, shoot the three. You gonna pull that mug without thinking about it? It ain't hard to get guys that love to play basketball to shoot a three pointer. I think the emphasis needs to be on flashing and cutting. You know what I mean? That's that's what the emphasis needs to be on. Be on not to shoot more threes. Like you know, um, in practices, training camp, that that should have been a total emphasis. So, Flash, cut, pass, cut, pass, cut, flash. You know what I mean? To put that on the emphasis, that alone create open three. You know what I mean? That that a, that offense, that ball movement tells you where the three point shot comes and who takes. It. You know what I mean? I just don't understand why why it, it's just like they play like we need to shoot threes, but they don't play like they 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 need to cut, flash, and get the best percentage, the best shot of the three-point shot, you know what I mean? And then all that stuff create layups and dunks as well. So uh, I don't know, man. But to be honest with you, at this point, bro, I'm over this season. You know, I don't know how you feel. I, I, I know we all frustrated sports fans, but I'm over this season. My thing is, what's the next plan? You know what I mean? Um, I know we, we talking about this ain't a good draft. I just heard you mention that, you know, this ain't the draft to tank him. But let's be real, like, you know, uh, AK needs to be sending every scout he knows to every – uh, college game at this point. You know what I mean? Send your cousins, send your mama, send your auntie, send your brother. Send them all. Tell me what you see. Because uh, at this point, it's just about getting more talent. This team is cooked. It's done. Whenever they get traded, they will at some point. What, what's the next plan at this point? We know Zach Levine. We know all that stuff. You got to start looking for talent at this point. And it's, it's just, just know that you're a bad team. And it's, that's just what it is. 
So is that I I agree with everything you said. It really does seem like this team took on the motto of take more threes, which is fine. But they they took that without thinking about how you get those. How you get the threes are almost as important as taking more threes to be modern. And everything that you said, cutting, slashing, that creates good shot opportunities. That creates easy shot opportunities. And that's why the Chicago Bulls offense is so stagnant. We don't move without the ball. And, and you can just take more threes, right? It's easy. Like you said, it's easy to say, hey, I'm just going to start taking more threes, right? Which we saw at the start of the season. But that's not always going to be an effective method if you're not thinking about how you get those threes, where you get those threes at, who's taking the three-point shot. And so when you, when you, it seemed like Billy Donovan came in with the most simplistic answer to this and say, bam, we're going to be a team that takes more threes. We're good. We're now modern. And that's not the way that it worked for the Chicago Bulls team. It did not work out that way in any stretch of the imagination. And unfortunately, then you're now left with being a team that is depressing, just to, to say the least, right? So, and that goes back in part to coaching as well. That goes back to setting the culture. Um, you, you, as a coach, if you settle for your team not moving without the ball and everybody's just standing there and the defense gets to set in on that, that becomes a that one of the easiest teams to guard in the league is which where the Chicago Bulls sit right now. And so all those things do play into it. And it's unfortunate that we sit here now on a team that bet on continuity and the continuity made us a worse team, right? So listen, I, 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 that's why I go back to coaching so often. I think coaching impacts winning and losing more than what some general fans really does think that's not to say we don't have problems with this roster overall because we do but this team got some things that they need to improve on man and coaching's one of those and I don't know if I've ever seen a team all of a sudden start moving without the ball and having the same coach there because I think that standard that culture is set in now um maybe there is a change to be made to it we'll end up seeing man but hey that's my thoughts on that um thank you guys so much and that goes back to to like why this thing now that we heard that Billy Donovan isn't going like his job is safe. It's just like, hey, how do you how do you, like I can even understand if you want to say, hey, we're going to keep it, uh, uh, evaluating Billy. We brought him in here to develop. We immediately made a roster that competed. Maybe now we're going to give Billy Donovan a chance to develop like but he hasn't developed anybody. So it's like that plays a part into it as well. It's just a lot of thoughts that I have when it comes to the Chicago Bulls team and not very many of them are positive feelings because of just how everything has worked out. But let's hope that we can turn it around. But that's it for me for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red if you can, y'all. I know that's really hard to do right now. And I'll be back tonight for game day. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.